0: brother. Guys, at long last, Pixar has finally released its brand new movie, Onward, which means that once again, it is time to expand the Pixar universe and, of course, the Pixar theory. And let me just tell you, this one is awesome. Quick warning that this video will contain spoilers for Onward. The Pixar Theory, in case you are unaware, is the idea that every Pixar movie takes place inside the same universe on one giant timeline. It starts with the asteroid missing the Earth in The Good Dinosaurs and shows the rise and fall of the machines, animals, and humans over millions and millions of years until finally ends in Monsters, Inc. Or Brave, depending on how you wanna look at it. But Onward is a particularly tricky movie to fit into the Pixar universe. Onward tells the story of two elf brothers, Ian and Barley, who go on a quest to discover if there's enough magic left in the world for them to spend one more day with their deceased father who died just before Ian was born. Typically, when you're placing a new movie into the Pixar theory, the first step is to figure out when it happens on the timeline. If you are familiar with the Pixar theory, then you know the idea is that after the humans return to Earth at the end of WALL-E, they begin to rebuild civilization. But because of the insane amount of pollution and radiation on the planet, that they eventually begin to evolve into the monsters. And since the world of Onward seemed to incorporate so many human things like cars and power lines and policemen, it felt like maybe that in-between period was a good place for it to go. Like they're clearly not humans anymore, but they're also not quite monsters. They still wear clothes and stuff. The issue with this though, is that right out of the gate from the trailers, we learn a little bit of the history of the world of Onward, that it used to be full of magic and wonder, but now it's sort of boring and technological, which I have to say, sounds a lot like what already happens in the Pixar theory. Way back in that timeline, Merida discovers the witch in Brave, who can indeed brew potions and do spells and talk to her really annoying crow. Until Onward came out, this was the most direct and conventional form of magic we had seen in any Pixar movie. But we also see that as time moves on, humanity all but forgets magic exists. They definitely never embraced it and everything has been replaced by technology. But that's not to say magic never shows up in Pixar. Take, for example, Coco, when Miguel breaks into the tomb and strums the guitar and gets transported into the world of the dead. I would call that magic. I think you could probably also argue the supers themselves are remnants of magic. They call them superpowers and dress them up in fun costumes and fight crime, but at the end of the day, shooting ice out of your hands or making yourself like really stretchy is still just a kind of magic. In fact, in Onward, we learn that Ian can do magic, but Barley can't, meaning that magic only appears in some people, even in the world of Onward. And just like the supers, it seems like it can be passed on genetically, so it feels like we're dealing with a similar thing. But anyway, back to the main Pixar timeline. Despite the occasional existence of magic, we see that eventually humanity just forgets it and embraces technology instead. By and large, or B&L eventually just takes over the entire planet and pollutes it to the extent that the remaining human population has to board intergalactic cruise ships to go into space and wait out the storm. Or so they think. And while Onward seems to be several centuries behind that point, you can tell they're on the exact same track. So the problem is, even though the story feels very familiar, when on earth could this story have even taken place? Ah, but that right there is the trick of the whole thing. Onward doesn't take place on Earth, which I understand isn't the most satisfactory answer right away, but stick with me. After all, this is the Pixar universe, not the Pixar planet. That's pizza. The dead giveaway is that in Onward, there are two moons in the sky. Our Earth only has one, and I think even without paying the math budget, I can tell you that we are off by one. We have three. But just because it's another planet doesn't really explain everything away does it? Because honestly, it's always felt obvious to me that they're on another planet, but what has always bugged me, even since the first trailer for this movie, is that why on this other planet that is full of so many vastly different creatures is every single thing about their way of life so distinctly human? Like, it's not just that they have similar technological solutions to their problems, they have the exact same technological solutions to their problems. Power lines, gas stations, smartphones, busted up vans, lawnmowers. I mean, they have the same style of exercise TV shows and they have TVs. They've got restaurants and cheese doodles and triple dent gum and taxes. Wait, sorry, was that last one triple dent gum? Triple dent gum. will make you smile. They have the actual same brand of gum? Okay, now that might seem small, but the fact that they had the exact same brand name of something as we did really stood out to me. Because while the idea behind most of the products they have is pretty much the same as what we have on earth, all of the branding is slightly different. To me though, this was proof of direct human inspiration in some way. But the question was, how did they learn about us? And the answer, is by and large, because it's always by and large. As we mentioned earlier, after BNL finished polluting Earth, they sent giant space cruisers into space that were supposed to wait out the storm and eventually come back. But of course, they never do. That entire fleet of ships are just out in space, existing, floating, indefinitely. Which, if you ask me, is a really great way to find a new planet. We know the Axiom comes back to Earth, but, What about the rest of them? Well, I feel like we can very safely say that one of them crash landed on the planet in onward. Now, sadly, I don't think there were any actual human survivors of this crash, but I do think the inhabitants of this new planet would have been extremely curious about this massive ship falling out of space and crashing in the middle of their magical utopia. Certainly, they would have explored the interior of the ship to learn where it had come from. And guess what? Telling people about where it came from is a function we know the Axiom and its database is incredibly capable of. Define earth. earth. The Axiom is a treasure trove of information, and in a weird way, it might represent the height of technological advancement by humans before they perished. Because of technological advancement. It is equipped with a powerful artificial intelligence that can tell them how to do and build most things. And if only a select few beings on the planet are capable of doing magic, you can see why technology that made life easier for every single elf, gnome, troll, and centaur would have been quickly adopted. That is why the cars, the planes, the snacks, the highways, the infrastructure of everything in the modern world of Onward is almost identical to Earth. Why is triple dent gum specifically still called triple dent gum? What the, this again? Because, just like us, once they eventually heard that jingle, they could never get it out of their heads. Did I ask for the gum commercial? And if you're thinking, well, Jay, that's a good theory, but I'm not quite sold. Well, hold on to your butts, people. I can tell you that this is what happened because we found the crashed axiom, and it has been staring us in the face the whole time. The whole movie, I had my eyes raking the screen, searching for any sign of BNL. I mean, there are so many stickers and patches and brands. I was just waiting for it to rear its ugly head. But it turns out I was looking too small, when instead I should have been looking to the horizon. In the movie, Ian and Barley are questing towards a huge mountain in the distance called Raven's Point. Turns out this isn't their destination, but it is ours, because Raven's Point is not a mountain at all. The whole movie, I kept thinking it looked familiar in some way, and that is when I looked up the blueprints for the Axiom. And guess what? Raven's Point is a perfect fit for a nosedive crash landing of an Axiom. Yeah, and in case you were concerned about how big the Axiom actually is, well, let me just tell you it huge. Easily, easily, mountain-sized. Just take a look at it here, where even from a distance, it dwarves these skyscrapers, and we can't even see the entire ship yet. And if you're wondering, well, okay, but if that's a crashed axiom, then why does it look like a mountain? Why doesn't it look like a spaceship? That is because it has been hundreds, if not thousands of years since this has happened, and in that time, nature has just grown up around it, concealing its true nature. Heck, even the name of the mountain itself. In Ian and Bartley's quest, Raven's Point is actually referring to a series of raven statues that are pointing them towards a phoenix gem. This mountain is called Raven's Point because this crash landed ship is the greatest piece of magic that ever landed on the planet. It was a brand new beginning for them, almost as if they were rising again like a phoenix. And that is how Onward fits into the Pixar theory. Guys, my question for you and everyone else is, do you agree? I mean, I feel like it would be pretty hard for you to argue with this one, but go ahead, leave your thoughts in the towel section down below. If you like stories about brothers going on an adventure, I recommend you check out our podcast, Popcorn Culture. We have new episodes every Friday. Link is in the description down below. Thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and ding that bell so you don't miss any future Pixar action from us. If you wanna see our full review of Onward, can check out this video right here. Or if you want to see the complete Pixar theory, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother. Speaking of Hot Wheels, we've been playing a lot of Hot Wheels at my house. Sure. Yeah, Luke is getting into it. It runs in his blood. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, what I was, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm forcing this on him, but he seems to be having fun and there's a lot of accessories I can buy. So <laughs> and I'm like, am I buying them for me or him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>